Welcome to Commune, a global wellness community and online course platform featuring some of the world's greatest teachers. We are on a mission to inspire, heal, pass down wisdom, and bring the world closer together. This is the Commune Podcast, where each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us live this healthy, connected, and purpose-filled life. You can learn more about our courses, our community, and everything we do at onecommune.com. Okay, so I am experimenting with peppering in some excerpts from Commune courses here on the podcast. And we have built such an incredible library of teachers and programs that it seems only logical to leverage this platform as a means to further spread these valuable ideas. Of course, I will continue to feature new interviews and musings as well. So today's episode is an excerpt from Deepak Chopra's commune course, The Nature of Reality. And you can enjoy that program for free for six days at onecommune.com reality. In this lesson, Deepak asks one of the most fundamental questions of them all, who am I? As we attempt to comprehend that we are infinite, formless beings creating our own experiences, we can begin to fathom the way we can impact our perceived world. So I hope you enjoy this lesson from Deepak Chopra. My name is Jeff Krasno, and welcome to Commune. Every form is a phenomenon. Every phenomenon is the arising and subsiding of perceptual activity, which is a modified form of consciousness, and the interpretation of that perceptual activity, which is also a modified form of consciousness, because the interpretation is consciousness. So that which we call the mind, body, and the world are nothing but consciousness modifying itself into these experiences which appear as forms and phenomena, but when you trace them down to their source, you end up with consciousness. And since consciousness doesn't have a form, it doesn't have a form. Having no form, it has no location. Having no location, it doesn't exist in time or in space. Formless, timeless, spaceless, in a way inconceivable because everything we conceive conceive, imagine everything we conceive, imagine is based on experiences in space-time if reality is outside space-time it's inconceivable at least as far as the human thought process is concerned and yet without this formless being that you are there would be no experience of form or phenomenon. The great Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore once said, In this playhouse of infinite forms, I caught sight of the formless. And so my life was blessed. Here's the conclusion. Existence has two versions. One is that which has form. This is existence with form. And then the existence has another version, which is totally formless. And being formless, it is infinite. You, as awareness, are an infinite consciousness, 
having finite experiences. The experiences are ungraspable because they are fluctuations of consciousness. And fluctuations by definition come and go. Therefore are experienced in what we call a time-bound reality. But that which is experiencing this reality in form and phenomenon, of course, it's its own finite expressions. Insight. Insight is you are a formless being having an experience of form and phenomena. You are an infinite being having the experience of that which we call the finite. But the finite is a fluctuation of your infinite being and being a fluctuation, it is ungraspable, which means you cannot grasp a movement, an activity. So earlier on we were talking about dreams and in fact this this whole program is about spontaneous manifestation of dreams or desires or intentions. That which we usually call a dream is based on our experiences at night when we go to sleep. <clears throat> so when you go to sleep, you go through two phases. One is deep sleep when all fluctuations of consciousness die down and there is only awareness without experience. And what is awareness? The potential for experience. That's deep sleep, which has huge significance, but we'll let that go for a moment. And then you also experience a dream state every night. Whether you remember the dream or not, it's still an experience you have. You usually dismiss it in the morning. You say it was just a dream, meaning it was not real. And the reason it's not real is that when you look back at the dream, it's not here. It's over. So a dream, by definition, is transient. It's evanescent. It's ephemeral. It's ungraspable. And it is uncatchable. Even if you learn to lucid dream and be a witness of the dreams, you'll see the dream is a shifting fluctuation of sensations, images, feelings and thoughts. But then in the morning we wake up and we say, that was a dream, by implying that was an illusion. And then we wake up to this reality and we say, this is real. But examine this reality a little more carefully. If I asked you, what happened to your childhood? Think about it. Evoke the memories and the experiences of childhood. You see something, you experience something. It's very dreamlike, right? I mean, thinking of your childhood right now is like a dream. Think of yesterday. Think of what you ate for dinner last night. It's a dream. Think of what you did this morning before you dressed up and went to work or before you were watching this program. It's a dream. If I asked you what happened five minutes ago, 
think about it, it's a dream. If I asked you what happened a minute ago, it's a dream. If I asked you what happened a second ago, it's a dream. The past is a dream, the future is a dream, and the present changes before you can catch it. Even my words, by the time you hear them, they don't exist anymore. By the time you hear me and see me, that which you hear and see is already in the past. So the past is a dream, the future is a dream, and the present is a lucid dream in what we call a vivid now, but we call it real. If you really examine this, it's nothing other than a lucid dream, an incessant, ceaseless activity of consciousness modifying itself as sensations, images, feelings and thoughts. That's it. The rest is a human story called body, mind and universe, objects, things, form, phenomena. Trace back any experience, whether it's color or form, and I ask you, is there a color in the absence of seeing? It's a ridiculous thing. No, there's no color in the absence of seeing. This color is not a property of, the, of what we call the physical world. Even science models would say that which you see is color, is invisible photons that are causing electrical currents to go to your brain. The brain is producing chemistry. You're experiencing color. That's true of sound. That's true of any experience. Ultimately, it's all electrical currents going into the brain producing chemical reactions that we call the physical world and also interpretation that we call the mental world. But if you start to trace back every experience, color, sound, taste, smell, texture, thought, feeling, emotion, imagination, you'll see all these experiences are fluctuations of consciousness as sensations, images, feelings, thoughts, period. You are generating them, you're experiencing them, and these experiences are made out of you. And you is an infinite formless consciousness, which is not in space-time, and it's curving back within itself and creating again and again. If you read the Upanishads, one of the best Upanishads, these are teachings from ancient wisdom traditions in the East. In the Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says, curving back within myself, I create again and again. Prakratim swam vashtabhai vishrajami puna puna. In Sanskrit, curving back within myself, I create again and again. I create the experience that I call mind. I create the experience that I call body. I create the experience of that which I call the world. And who is this I? It's a formless, borderless, infinite, dimensionless, or you can say infinite dimensions, eternal, timeless being, modifying itself into species-specific experiences. 
we are a particular species of consciousness. There are innumerable species of consciousness. Octopus. What is the experience of the world to an octopus? So there's no world. There are only experiences which are being generated as species-specific experiences which are transient, ephemeral, just like the dream. That's why Wittgenstein, the great German philosopher, he said, we are asleep, our life is a dream, but once in a while we wake up enough to know that we are dreaming. A lucid dream, a not-so-lucid dream, and then ultimately a consciousness that is totally unimaginable, inconceivable, timeless, formless, eternal, finite, infinite, having this dream in the theater of space-time and causality. The Buddha said the same thing. He said, this lifetime of ours is transient as autumn clouds. To watch the birth and death of beings is like looking at the movements of a dance. A lifetime is like a flash of lightning in the sky, rushing by like a torrent down a steep mountain. That's all part of the dream. Rumi. Look at your eyes, they are so small, but they see enormous things. I am so small. How do I fathom the entire universe? But you're not small, you're infinite. Okay, small implies a location in space-time, maybe a dot. Okay, something that is an experience, but infinite. And you cannot be bound by your finite creations. So even if you start asking yourself, when you look at objects, you say, what is happening that experience? Where is that experience occurring? And you trace it back to its source. You'll end up with being, timeless being. You are the creator of the universe. And actually, you are the creator of the human universe. The ultimate creator, which is another aspect of infinity, is creators of all universes in all dimensions of space-time as all species-specific experiences. The complexity is such that if it, there was a word for God, it would be trickster. If you can see it, if you can touch it, if you can taste it, if you can smell it, if you can think about it, if you can imagine it, if you can conceptualize it, if you can experience it as any form of phenomenon, it's a transient dream occurring in you. You are the dreamer and you're not the dream. You are the seer, you're not the scenery. You are the observer and not that which is observed, which is a fluctuation of your own self. You are the knower, not that which is known, which is a human construct for an experience of your own self as that, as that, as that. So this is the next step. Are molecules real? Molecules are human constructs for a mode of knowing and experience in human consciousness. We made them up. Molecules are magical lies. Are atoms real? They are human constructs for modes of knowing and experience in human consciousness. Are particles real? 
they are human constructs for modes of knowing and experience in something that we created called a hadron collider. Our atoms, molecules, subatomic particles, virtual reality, our quantum vacuum, are these real entities? I would say, no, they are human constructs for modes of knowing and experience and interpretation in human consciousness, which is modifying itself as body, mind, and the universe, and then taking that construct and taking it further down the rabbit hole. This is matter. It's a thing out there, not an experience in here. It's made of molecules, atoms. You see, every bit of matter broken down to smaller pieces of matter and ultimately disappearing into nothing, it ends up in the same place. You are the infinite, formless being creating the experience of body, mind and universe. And if you get back to that source, which is creating all these experiences, and if you know that you're consciously constructing the world in every experience, in every perceptual experience, you're consciously constructing the world, and that actually there's a way to deconstruct it and then resurrect it as another experience, then we spontaneously fulfill one dream and turn it into another dream. We're shapeshifters, we're cosmic alchemists that are turning ourselves into innumerable modes of experience, innumerable objects, innumerable phenomena, innumerable modes of knowing, all in the one self, which is you, which is me. Where is it? has no location in space-time. It's the wrong question. Where implies a location in space and existence in time for something which is non-local. So that's why spiritual traditions say, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I'm a non-local being having a human experience. I am an invisible being having a visible experience of my invisible of my invisibility you are the creator but you are an unconscious creator so let's say you pick up a strawberry and first of all remember that that which you call a strawberry is a human concept no other species including other species that eat strawberries know it's called a strawberry other species that we give names to, dolphins, snakes, alligators, birds. They don't know that they're called those entities. Those are human constructs for human knowing, human experience. So I hope you've been patient enough to follow where I'm getting, following every experience to a source, ending up with pure awareness, which has the qualities that are very similar to the quantum vacuum that I mentioned. You know, source of all. But quantum vacuum is a construct. You have to experience pure consciousness in order to manifest. And pure consciousness is the dimensionless being that you are. Every object is an experience. 
every object is a perceptual activity. Every perceptual activity is in a witnessing awareness that is observing that perceptual activity. What we call the mind is an interpretation of that activity. What we call physical reality is also an interpretation of that perceptual activity. Mind, body, universe are fluctuations of your own being, which is timeless, formless, eternal, dimensionless, not in space-time, and is the observer in every perception, is the observer in every thought, in every feeling, in every sensation, in every bit of imagination. You are embedded as the awareness, the observer, the witnessing awareness in which that experience is happening. That witnessing awareness is you as infinite being. Thank you for listening to this lesson with Deepak Chopra. You can enjoy his commune course, The Nature of Reality, for free at onecommune.com slash reality. And feel free to drop me a line any old time at jeffk at onecommune.com or follow me on Instagram at Jeff Krasno. That's all from the commune for this week. My name is Jeff Krasno, and I am here for you.